you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. For most guys, shopping can be a total pain. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. Bombfell is an online personal styling service that helps men find the right clothes for them. It's simple and straightforward. All you have to do is to complete a quick questionnaire. A dedicated personal stylist will handpick pieces specifically Ooh, for you. Then, once you've viewed your selections, you'll have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. All right, you're in total control, and you only pay for those clothes you'll keep. Plus, you have the option of receiving clothes once every one, two, or three months. Best of all, we've negotiated with Bonfell to get our listeners a special offer of 25 bucks off your first purchase when you go to bonfell.com slash live. That's Bonfell spelled B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash live. Bonfell, open and close. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. You are here with us in the closet. We've been banished on a Monday as well. <laughs> this is not a good sign. It's Rebel Radio. Underground Radio. We're trending down. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're getting, Mil- we're getting Milton hard right now yeah. from the uh, <laughs> from the Shadowy League yeah, figures. I just so. need you to push your desk, do your podcast as far away from the studio yeah. as possible. Unbelievable. And they took my red stapler as well. There's it's a lack of staplers cool. in the newsroom. It I'll, is, I'll be it, honest. Indeed. That is a real problem. Yeah. Uh, James Coe here with the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin. Alex Gilhar, what's cracking? Oh, you know, uh, got, got some fun stories for Daily Daps to tell. So that's a little, like uh, little tease, as oh, they say boy. in the biz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got Matt Harmon. What's up? Oh, man. I, I, feel, I feel good again. On a on a Monday, do you? Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know. This week, shockingly, Shocking. had me introspective for a lot of different mm-hmm. reasons. Okay. Uh, heading into the week of week of games, why are you all rolling your eyes at me? <laughs> Is it an inflection point? For you? <laughs> <laughs> We're opening the show, and Harmon's like, "Guys, I was introspective this week about fantasy football and life, and we, and, and we left the state of the NFL in general. Indeed. And uh, you know, I just I, it just is crazy. Football continues to rope me in." 
yes. in its little web of, of incredibleness. And sure. it was another great Sunday of games. And uh, just happy to be here with you guys. All right. There so you whatever. Go. Screw you. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Magical Beard of Fantasy. We have Matt Franciscovich. What's up? See, unlike Harmon on an emotional roller coaster mm-hmm. from week to week, yes. I'm just as pessimistic this Monday as I was last Monday. <laughs> that so. is inaccurate. We need to pull the tape because last Monday, my God, you were fired up. I no, was. that was yes, me. you that were. Was, that was him. No, both of y'all were fired up, mm. and it was the th- because I remember this because the Thursday, whatever for whatever reason, Thursday is when you guys get ground down. Is what? it because it's the end of the week? Maybe. Is that what it is? It's I feel some like of, I'm some excited of us Thursday are, that games are coming. Some of us are here working hard, James, not just working <laughs> like working on our hair. I'm just getting what? that, that <laughs> clip niche dividends paycheck. <laughs> look at this look at this watch. This what? thing is yes. huge. Yes, it, it's it's a big watch. What do you want from me? Probably cost thousands of dollars, which is probably doesn't even tell time. Zero point two percent. It, it, it of actually his... doesn't tell time because what? it's broken. Oh, it's broken. Yes, okay. Wow. I don't know. Oh my god. You came you came at us both. Both at once, which is never a good idea. I didn't come at you. I, just, I said you came with great energy on me. How's that coming at you? James, they'll, they'll take the worst, the most <laughs> innocuous comment as a slight and use it to jump on you. Let me tell you from experience <laughs> sitting next to these fools. Uh, it's true. It's true. It's Sorry, buddy. We love you. All right. We've got a great show in front of us here today. We're going to talk about your top performers. My God, Deshaun Watson. Uh, we will talk about your biggest disappointments as well. Alex Gelhar will walk you through the waiver wire. We will cover every damn game as well. But we start your show as we always do with your top headlines. News. 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 All right, here we go. Odell Beckham <laughs> Jr. Broken fibula. Oh. Broken ankle? I'm not sure. Either way, he's done not for good. the season. Uh, it's a broken bone in his leg. So there you go. He hurt his leg late in the fourth quarter of Sunday's loss to the Chargers. Got rolled up on from behind and broke a bone in his leg. Ugh. It is, I don't know, man. I, whatever you feel about Odell Beckham, love him, hate him, he makes the NFL more fun. Yes, agree. And him being gone, it's just a bummer. It stinks. You know what I mean? Uh, meanwhile, the entire New York Giants Wide receiver core has been decimated as well. Unbelievable. Sterling Shepard, ankle. He's expected to miss a week or more. Brandon Marshall, ankle sprain. Expected to week a, uh, miss a week or more. Uh, they also missed Dwayne Harris, who's gone now with a broken foot. Yep. Um, the Giants are down to Roger Lewis. They just re-signed Tavares King. They elevated a kid from the practice squad out of Florida State. Travis Rudolph. Travis, some character named Travis Rudolph. Um, man. Well, at least they're getting a really soft landing spot in week six when they travel to Denver to, to play that secondary. Coming Great. off a bye. On, on Coming national, off a bye. On national television. For the world to see. Now, this, you're right, though. This this sucks. Like, the... Yeah. Also, you know, we also lost J.J. Watt yesterday. I know, I know that doesn't matter for fantasy, really, but at, the same, suck, but at the same time, like, we're losing two of the game's most... High-profile, notable players. Yeah, like, personalities. Like I said to you at, at the apartment last night, I was like, if they're two of the top five names. Like if you asked a random person in the yeah. street, like, who's a football player? Yeah. Like yeah. After probably Tom yeah. Brady, right. J.J. Watt and Odell Beckham would have been two of the top five. three, four, five names sure. after that. Yeah. Absolutely. It's no crazy. About it. All right, so what do you do from a fantasy perspective? You got Odell Beckham like I do in multiple leagues. What do you do? Yeah, I, there's no one-to-one replacement. Yeah, I mean, Roger Lewis isn't gonna fill. I mean, no, he's a guy to no, add no, because no. volume's gonna be there. But like, you have to, you just have to, you have to adjust and do your best because there, there is, there is no answer. You lost Odell Beckham. That is a 
gaping hole yep. that you cannot fill on the waiver wire. What about Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson? They both added the Giants. Get out of here. <laughs> I would love that. Could you imagine if they went and got those old veterans and that actually started awesome. like falling out? Oh, like my God. 40-year-old T.O. Here's uh, the thing. I think I would advocate they actually do it just to get fans in the seats. That'd be f- awesome. <sighs> do you know what I'm saying? Those those two lunatics on the field. <laughs> like, I great. love it. Those guys how, are crazy. How many games are the Giants realistically going to win this oh, year? None. Because they have won they might go zero so far. You really think they could, Oh, my God. They legitimately could go and see. They have no run game whatsoever if they none. had a strength anywhere. And actually, I like the adjustments that McAdoo made in the offense, too. They moved Eli around. They mm-hmm. mobilized the pocket just a little bit. They got a little bit of production out of the run game as well. I like the adjustments that McAdoo made. Um, but that being said, this is a nightmare. Uh, here's, oh here's, my god! They have no offense schedule, whatsoever. Uh, Denver, Seattle, they're by uh, Harmon's L.A. Rams. Yeah, uh, Rams, San nice. Francisco potentially winnable game. The Chiefs, Washington, Oakland, Dallas, Philly, Arizona. San Francisco and hasn't won a game either, right? No, but they've been close. In they've like been super super every close. Game. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, that's a r- that's a rough schedule for a team that lost its best playmaker, already has protection issues, and can't run the ball. Here we thought that a different New York team would be picking first in the draft and getting a new franchise <laughs> right. quarterback. Yeah, that's now right. the spotlight has turned to you, Giants. Well, it's interesting too, right, because Eli Manning is certainly getting up there in age. Uh, if the if the Giants have like a top two or three pick, uh, and it certainly looks that way now. They have to. I mean, it's to. a deep quarterback class. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it, it's certainly something that they would consider, I would think, and I would imagine. But, um, again, from a fantasy perspective, if you've got Odell, sorry, man. Sorry, you're just, screwed. It Keep just, moving. It just, Maybe it just try happens. try and make a trade for something else, package other guys. You you have to do what you can, but it's just that's that's like a David Johnson-level loss. You yeah. just It's impossible, especially it, a wide receiver, too, where you, it's so much harder to find guys on the waiver wire. You don't have mm-hmm. Aaron Joneses and Marlon Max popping up out of nowhere. It is true. Uh, you're really, you know – up the up S Creek for yeah. lack of a better term. I mean, you were getting volume and you were getting production. You're getting touchdowns. I mean, you just can't replace. It. I mean, he's a top five pick. I mean, you, you, it's hard. It's almost impossible. One of the best players it. in the league. Um, all right, you can't put this genie back in the bottle, right? In Green Speaking Bay. Speaking of, hundred percent. Aaron Jones looked like the real deal. Two yeah. weeks. Two weeks in a row. When Ty Montgomery comes back, this is the big fantasy question. All right, look. If you have Aaron Jones, good on you. Cool. You got great production. Uh, on this waiver wire week, and that's great. I remember we came in uh, last week, and Jamal Williams was practicing. Oh, Ty Montgomery might be back earlier than anticipated. Oh, maybe Aaron Jones isn't even play. He's playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you you can't put the genie back in the bottle. So the big fantasy question is, all right. So when Ty Montgomery comes back, now what? It's it's going to be a committee. I think it'll still be a productive committee. Uh, what's nice is this might be even push Ty Montgomery. Like he was kind of struggling in efficiency wise, running behind that offensive line. Jones came in and just looked phenomenal. Had patience, vision, burst. Like he was, you know, he was following his blocks and setting up guys. And like that touchdown run was was fantastic. And he had a number oh, yeah. of great plays. But Ty Montgomery's still a fantastic pass catcher out of the backfield. So mm-hmm. I think they're going to use both of them. It's going to you know, diminish the ceiling of Ty Montgomery, but we have two usable backs and in an incredibly high-powered offense. And this is what Mike McCarthy wants to get done too, right? I mean, his whole history has been rolling out two running backs. Yeah. He's typically had one. It's been like a, a one and then like a Change two, but pace. close by, yeah. Yeah, James Starks. James Starks, those, those days. Happy those days are behind us. But, I mean, Tom Montgomery, 66 plays in week one, 59 plays in week two, 61 plays in week three. That is definitely going to change. I mean, yeah. Jones is going to factor in. And, I mean, yeah, he kind of completed the offense yesterday. I mean, this was, you know, Aaron Rodgers just 
Oh, my God. So obnoxiously dropping the biggest hammer on the Cowboys yesterday. <laughs> I mean, I could I could care less about the Cowboys, but – Why is that obnoxious? Because just <laughs> – Just get it out of your system okay, right now. Okay, get your stupid you. rant I, out I of the system. I appreciate it. I appreciate the permission. I appreciate the permission. What are you here's, talking about? I was baffled by this last night. Because here's, here's what's annoying. Okay. okay. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Look, the, like the fact – that with a minute and thir- 40 on the clock or whatever. A minute okay. 13. Whatever. Oh, great. Even better. Yeah. So many Packers fans on Twitter, you know, around the nation were like, eh, we've got this. And then they actually got this. That is so obnoxious. It's so privileged. And I hate it. And <laughs> here's so the privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I love, I, I, I love Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Oh but it's God. just like, get away from me with this. Like, just that is... I just don't. The, the problem. What did the, you compare them to last night? You uh, said I said it was really funny. I said that the Packers, like, they're yeah. they're just they're they always give you just enough reason to like doubt them for just a little. Oh oh, they're like a romantic comedy. Yeah, like, that's right. They're that, a rom com. Yeah, they are because okay. here's because here's exactly why. <laughs> they, they they go through these stretches that's of so the they go through these stretches of the season where like they actually have legitimate struggles and they're gonna lose a couple games oh, and you know sure. Packers fans like Gelhar over here are like I don't know the Packers not, you know <laughs> oh we might God. have to be worried but it's like you don't be worried you know they're gonna get back together at the end it's like oh and they're going through this rough patch and the rom-com or whatever you know they're gonna get back together you know the Packers are gonna be good in the end like oh it do, but they go through these frustrating stretches and I mm, mm, it, it privilege hurt, it, the privilege <laughs> hurts me. I, that's why we had to let him get that out because I could see that was like bubbling up to the surface and it was just gonna be roiling there all episode where the privilege. hell did that come from oh, I don't no. know he was, is, on, he was on one yesterday I, I, I will say this though we have a lot of uh, Chicago Bears fans in in the office yeah and it, it was similar sentiments. Yeah, it's it was disgusting. It's just disgusting. Like these people that that you just like to have <laughs> such faith that things are actually going to work out for the better. Dude, that's disgusting. That third down run. How does he get out of yeah. the hands of that defensive end? Rogers. Oh, that was impressive. How does how does he do that? He kept his knees up, baby. Oh, I just I just, the whole t- that whole drive was just like privilege. Oh, sh- sh- shut up. Privilege. Just just shut I up, think, Aaron Rodgers. I think this this the success of Aaron Jones means they can. The Packers can take their time with Ty Montgomery. Yeah. They don't have to get him You're rushed right. back there. You're right. Let Which is him good. He has multiple broken ribs. Yeah, like like, right. and he was questionable kind Are of coming into this bruised? game. There was I thought they were fractured at least. There was wow. rumors that he might play, and everyone's like, ah, that's "Bro, you, saying, you yeah, broke yeah. your ribs, bro. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. sit on the bench yeah. for a few weeks." Exactly. Uh, but I think this means they can take their time with him, which is good. They can give the ball to Aaron Jones. If you ended up getting him on the waiver wire last week or you get him this week, ride him out. Mm. For the, He's going to be a feature back for a few weeks, it looks right. like. I, I know I just went on that whole rant about the Packers, but our, our, our friend Chris Wessling was thankfully back on the ATN podcast uh, yeah. last night, oh, yeah. and, and he even said made the point, like, this is the Packers' year, and I completely agree. I mean, this offense with Aaron Jones back there, I think it just gives them a different dimension. I mean, I love Ty Montgomery coming to the year, but I think he's going to you know, be like a, their theoretic type player, yeah, which is exactly. very useful, but if they have an explosive, like, actual running back back there, which Aaron Jones is, that is – really dangerous very interesting too because the final drive was completed without the services of jordy nelson who tweaked his hamstring on the drive prior to the game winning drive right. the two-point attempt the two-point attempt on. that's exactly right so he sat on the sideline there all right travis kelsey in concussion protocol we'll, we'll break down the sunday night injuries here but travis kelsey in concussion protocol whitney merciless torn pectoral out for the season jj watt uh something called a fractured left tibial plateau um, it's basically the bone 
at the top so like the of the knee, top of your shit, like where your top shin, shin bone, that the right. knee, your knee and everything rests right. on. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, sounds like it hurts. It does sound like it hurt. Although I don't know, it's weird because they were making it sound as if he could come back this season, but. I'm I don't think sure. that's – I was reading on no, the in, injury last game. night on Sunday Night Football, and it sounds awful. I think Rap Sheet tweeted season ending. Okay. Yeah. The first, right. the first He's way getting they surgery just, this the first morning. Way it was, I mean, this is Wikipedia, but the first way it was described there is it's typically suffered in car accidents or occasional sports injuries. And I was like, oh, that's oh. not good. When and it wasn't accident. even like a well, crazy this, play. He just, like, tripped over his own leg. It was so weird. By the way, the uh, if you look at the replay again, it, it's amazing, J.J. Watts, how locked in he is because he – fractured a bone in his leg, and he's still trying to get up and yeah. get the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is insane. He's a beast. I, I think one what makes part of what makes football so intoxicating and why we all keep coming back to it is because these players really are like living out this grand story sort of thing. And in this, I feel like J.J. Watt is at this inflection point of his, hey. sto- his story where, where, he's, where he's given like so much to the game and has put so much of his body on the line that I, yeah. I think we're starting to see like the, the – the fruits of that, and unfortunately, they're bad fruits that, that come out of that, and yeah, it's sure. it's un- very unfortunate. And it just sucks because he was this this light for Houston in oh, the last sure. couple he's months, and you that could sucks. see there were people in the crowd crying, crying. when he was limping off. Crying, and, you know, he's just yeah. and this, it was a home game. And yeah, they they finally got a quarterback, and right. we, we we were gonna have the first season of him, Whitney Merciless, and Jadavion Clowney all together balling out on that nope. defensive line, and they both go down in this week. Yeah, sucks. so brutal. So brutal. Um, all right, <clears throat> this is uh, Alex Kelhar's favorite topic, but Tavon Austin. Yeah, I was looking at the Get news, out. and I'm like, well, this last part, he had nine what, snaps. What in the, the hell is that? <laughs> Get out of here. Did he not look good as a running back? Yeah, this is your team for the, one for his one game of the year. You know, I think the first, like the first, you know, when you you first see the person that you eventually fall in love with. I mean, I don't know what that feels like, but hypothetically, <laughs> what, I've, what I've heard. <laughs> What I've heard is that, like you know, you see him, you see him across the bar for the first time. Like okay. my my across the bar moment with yeah. uh, with with Sean McVay mm-hmm. was when he just wasn't running Tavon Austin out there for a bunch of plays, but just was kind of sprinkling him in. Sure. It wasn't like forcing the issue, making him play eighty plus percent of the snaps. So yeah, this is what he's good at. This okay. is this is yeah, this is. So this we is need to make Tavon Austin a running back he eligible for stop. fantasy. He's not. He played like fifteen snaps the no. whole game. That's what I'm saying. In offense. That's but no. That's what I, that's my point. Is no, that's, it's great. I'm just saying like we James think, is doing this to troll me and I think whatever. he should be Let's I think on. he should be running back eligible. That's just Let's my move on. That's my Oh, is this a callback to the Montgomery <clears throat> thing last year? Absolutely. That was the worst <laughs> thing in the world. And I'm with Gelhar now. We need to move on. <laughs> oh, okay, I see. All right. Uh let's talk about your top performers here. Dak Prescott. Well we'll start with uh we'll we'll continue the Sunday night thing, but uh Deshaun Watson back to back games with five touchdowns. Back to back weeks highest scoring player in fantasy. Well, I, I, I mean what? I don't Holy know, hell. man. It's it, he was I feel like this game is going to go unrecognized or un not as remembered because the Texans ended up losing it. But right. He threw five touchdown five passes. Touchdowns. Like what else could he have done? It's also like yeah, his team was it's down crazy. down huge against the the currently the best team in the NFL That's and right. he's still like hell with it. We're going for it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Chucking it deep. We're going to keep scoring. Like he he forced the Chiefs to keep having to score too. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that the, the uh, punt return touchdown and stuff kind of yeah. sucked, but it's like there was a point where in the fourth quarter, all of a sudden, like this could be a game. Yeah. The two notes on that. One, I absolutely loved that Watson just. Yeah, I mean, it was in garbage time, no doubt. They were obviously going to lose, but like you know, with less than a minute left, the guy is absolutely slinging it. You know, like giving just no f's, just 
He's Giant like, hey, hey, in. hey there were some nuts catches, man. There yeah. was <clears throat> the thing was too. It's it, it was what I really appreciated about it, and it was various. It was such a stark contrast with Alex Smith on the other side, but again, you talk about no f's given. He knew this was the only way they could win. Yeah. Right. If they were going to pick him off, they're going to pick him exactly. off. But this is the only way. Got to get those chunk plays. You know what I mean? And this that's it. And he just was like, yeah. all right, screw it. I'm throwing it to D-Hop. Make a, total, a play. Total gamer. And, like, you know, running down towards the end zone trying to spike the ball before on the last play of it's the game. Great. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. He's – I don't know how you can not watch him and be just a, a complete fanboy. I was falling, falling head over heels last night oh, watching God, that amazing. game. And second point there, back to what you said about the – you know, just a Chiefs point for a second. The, that that game was close for like two seconds because the Chiefs now game. the Chiefs now at this point are like an offense that can like absolutely blitzkrieg you. I yeah. mean, they like isn't that crazy? They, they, at one point it was like a, a one score ball game, and then they were two two scores ahead like yeah. in a flash. It's unbelievable what the Chiefs have turned into. Yeah, it's it's interesting. All right, Dak Prescott has three touchdowns as well, two hundred fifty yards passing, thirty seven. On the ground. Oh, I guess he had a rushing touchdown too. So four touchdowns total for yeah, Dak. Four, four tutties. Oh, good God Almighty! It's a great game. Aaron Rodgers, two hundred twenty-one through the air, three touchdowns, thirty-two rushing yards as well. Dak Prescott. Oh, excuse me, Carson Wentz, three hundred four and four passing touchdowns. My Cam, guy. My guy. That's your guy. No, I'm just saying that to be annoying. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I do. I did like Wentz. All right. So Cam Newton, three fifty-five through the air, three passing touchdowns. This is the question: Is Cam fully back? Looks to be. I think I think he's got to be close. He has been, I mean, in absolute MVP type form the last two games. Uh, since since he threw that interception against the Patriots, he's been. I mean, this game especially. Like I was watching it pretty closely, and yeah. he was. I mean, he was flawless. He was com- completely perfect. Uh, you you could not say a single negative thing about. He this had his cam missiles. He had touch passes. That touchdown to Kelvin Benjamin was a thing of beauty. Yeah, I mean yeah, that like. That was nice. Three three quarterbacks can can make that throw, and Cam Newton, when he's on it, is is one of them. Uh, I think part of it is he has confidence back in his shoulder again. Too. Yeah, like, well, I mean, maybe he didn't have that the first few games. Ron Rivera made the point that like he basically did not have a training camp. He threw two passes right. in preseason. Was right. co- he started off throwing in camp and then had to dial it back here and there. So you know, the f- Rivera said like the first few games that was his training camp, yeah. and and now he's he's looking good. I mean, Funchess is is pretty much. Completely emerging. Benjamin looks good. Uh, they had, and, and they're not even really running the ball well right now with Ryan Khalil out. Uh, I right. think they had sub forty yards on like twenty plus carries D- yesterday. John Stewart had like eighteen rushes for like twenty one yards. Yeah, I it believe. was pro. Oh. Yeah. Ed, Ed Dixon though. Ed Dixon. Holy hell, <laughs> Ed Dixon. Don't right, don't so, chase don't chase it. All right, so let's, let's, get I don't, in, let's get into. I the don't know ends. if I completely agree with that. Ed Dixon, five targets, five receptions, 175 <laughs> yards. Unreal. By the way, that's more yardage than he had in all of 2016. <laughs> uh, Darren Fells had two catches for two touchdowns, and George Kittle, the Kitty Hawk. Uh, the Eric Ebron dream is dead. Yeah, oh, so oh, dead for Toast. sure. Nine targets, seven receptions, and a touchdown for George Kittle. Nice. All right, so let's talk about tight ends. Is Ed Dixon worth an ad? Alex Gelhar says no. What say you, Matt Harmon? The only reason I say yes, I mean, is that he, for one, it's a tight end. Like, I'm not turning my nose up at any sort of potential tight end production. Uh, I don't think he's going to be, like, a consistent week-to-week producer. I'm not going to make that argument. But he was on the field for every single play that Carolina ran. Okay. If this, if Cam Newton is completely back, then we should care about any asset in 
this passing offense. Which, and he likes to throw a tight end. Right, which still has a void uh, in the middle of the field and, and with just basically Funches and Benjamin and McCaffrey as the only players. I mean, again, not going to get consistent, predictable production, but he's a guy that's firmly on the streaming radar. All right, there you go. At the wide receiver position, A.J. Green, big chunk play off the top, but he finished 13 targets, 7 receptions, 189 yards, and a touchdown. Although, in real football terms, he had – not a great game, I guess. Or I feel like he was part of two interceptions he t- and also 100% lost a fumble. Was, yeah, that, that's exactly right. He yeah. 100% was part of uh, three turnovers, so yeah. there you go. Devontae Adams, 11 targets, seven receptions, 66 yards, two touchdowns. Wow, what a surprise. Great to see him come back and, I mean, and that's look the so thing. good. That's the thing. I mean, we weren't expecting him possibly to even be playing that game, and he looked terrific. T.Y. Hilton, nine targets, seven receptions, 177 yards for T.Y. Hilton. Uh, although that was against San Francisco, but San Francisco is much improved defensively, but still very impressive performance there. Antonio Brown, I love this line. 19 targets. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 10 receptions. Oh, my gosh. 157 yards. 19 targets for Antonio Brown. Squeaky, squeaky wheel gets the grease. That is amazing. Um, let's talk about Nelson Aguilar, though. Though He had a terrific game as well. Five targets, four receptions, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Is Nelson Aguilar the real deal? What say you, Franchise? He's been inconsistent, I would say. So I wouldn't be going out starting him every week. I actually dropped him in a few leagues ahead of this game because he hadn't done much. Uh, I, I, I'm not saying he's a wide receiver, too. I mean, this was a game where Wentz threw four touchdown passes. Mm-hmm and they were just roasting the Cardinals' defense. Aguilar's touchdown was awesome, though. He, like, juke-sticked a guy, like, 40 times and then, like, fell backwards (laughs) into the end zone. It was kind of like a tribute to D-Jax. That was good. uh, Yeah, his target totals the last four weeks have been 5, 4, 3, and 3. Okay. Uh, The the only times you maybe want to plug and play him or pick him up are, like, in clear matchups maybe where Alshon Jeffrey's going to get shadowed or, like, they have a deficiency at, like, slot corner or something like that. Potential shootouts. Yeah, potential shootouts. What was his week one game? And what was his week one He had eight targets for six catches, 86 yards, and a touch. Then one catch, nine yards, one touchdown. Two for 20, three for 58. The reason I bring that up is because Alshon, who was the opponent there week one? Because I think Washington. Alshon, Washington. Alshon got shut down in that game. But he, he, was, Josh he wasn't shadowed the, or anything, though. I think, the, the, to answer your question, yes, Nelson Aguilar is the real deal, but no, he is not a wide receiver, too. I mean, okay. he's legitimately rebounded his career to a point that he's a really good NFL wide receiver and can yep. make big plays, has confidence, whatever, but he's not. A, a big, and, because of the volume, he's not going to be a big fantasy factor. But what we're right. talking about with Alshon is the bigger story here to me. Like, Carson Wentz is – playing really good football is yep. doing really smart quarterback things and that's not like funneling the the ball to a low percentage outside the numbers wide receiver in Alshon Jeffrey he's using a slot receiver like Nelson Aguilar I mean Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz is, is, is the guy volume, yeah. in the middle of the field uh so I mean Jeffrey is a player that is big stock down yeah, the target the targets right now are split up 48 to Ertz uh 38 to Jeffrey 23 to Smith 23 to Aguilar as well. I mean you're not saying Alshon Jeffrey's not playable I mean certainly he's no but I he's not an he's not an every week yeah, locked he's, in yeah, he's not a lock really in. no I don't think so wow. I, what what from the first month plus of the season has given us that indication. I mean in, I I just I, I just think from a flex position how do you not play a guy with that much upside see I think I think if you I guess you can view him as like a very volatile asset that you know he's going to potentially give you a big week or he could give you a complete dud but I mean 
so far his yardage totals are 38, 92, 56, 29, 31. Hmm. He's been touchdown so, dependent. Three, three, four, seven, and three catches too. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, he's just he's just like you said, he's a very volatile flex play that if you're going to play him, you should manage your expectations that way and potentially yeah. uh, construct your lineup in, in, a, in a way that you can kind of insulate yourself from that. I like it. At the running back position, Leonard Fournette continues his dominance as a rookie. 28 carries, 181 yards, two touchdowns, the second touchdown on 90-yard variety. Did you see the quote he said where his coach was yelling, fall down, fall down, fall down, and he just kept running? <laughs> He's like, he's like, I don't care. Doug, I don't care. Come on, nice. man. <laughs> yeah, let him go, man. 90-yard touchdown run? I mean, at that point in the game, who cares? Also, by the way, the next-gen stats people tipped us off to this. That was the fastest any player has been clocked carrying the ball so far. Was oh, Len- wow. was like 250-pound Leonard Fournette, 22-plus miles per hour. That is he scary. is a complete and utter freak with, show. With pads on. <laughs> that's that's it was, that's crazy. Uh, also, got huge. the play where he waved Mike Mitchell on to oh, come yeah. tackle and him then and then destroyed him. him. <laughs> and Mike Mitchell got up and was like, ah, ah, like was so angry about it. Fournette just walked uh, away. It was amazing. <laughs> Fournette just walked away like Mike Mitchell was like a, re- a plastic recycling bin. He just <laughs> accidentally stepped on. Like, yeah. Whatever. Yep. I blacked out. Oh. I didn't see it. Man. Uh, he is so legit. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Gordon, 20 carries, 105 yards on the ground, six receptions, 58 Receiving yards, two touchdowns for Melvin Gordon. I think real quick, it's good to note that Gordon came off the injury report last week. Mm-hmm. He had been kind of been plagued by that knee ailment the first couple weeks. Good point. And then the offense was kind of sputtering, and they turned back to him, and he yeah. produced like a, you know a true featured back workload there. It was Indeed. a good bounce back spot for him, and I wrote about him in FedEx Aaron Ground, and he came through. I like it. Humble brag. Aaron I'm just saying. Jones. Saw it coming. 19 carries, 125 yards. Rushing there for Aaron Jones and a touchdown. He looked, I mean, he looked like the real deal. Yeah. I love the feet. I love the movement. I love, I just love everything about his game, man. It's it's good. Marlon Mack, nine carries, 91 yards, and a touchdown. I tell you what, man, that touchdown run was impressive. He was just shy of having a second one, too. Yeah. Uh, yep. Can we talk about Marlon Mack, though? Is he worth an ad, or is this just one of those random flute games? No, I think he's definitely worth an ad. Um, this I, He was the second player I had wrote up on waiver wire, Aaron Jones, obviously first again, because he was <coughs> only owned in like 30% of leagues. Okay, But Mack is an ad. I mean, this is the case where he is making plays in his limited opportunities. I yeah. think he was only on the field for I should have gone to the way around. He was on field for minimal snaps, but got 10 touches on those and racked up 93 total yards and a touchdown. He He's a guy that they're going to have to use more because he's explosive. Like, Gore is an ageless wonder, and, you know, he's going to survive the nuclear holocaust That's and right. be the last man he got on the Earth. volume. He got the volume, but they need they need Mac as a change of place guy, and he's making they big plays. Get so Robert Turbin out of here. You, yeah. you add Mac now knowing that there could be some spots where you maybe start him as a flex, and he also has huge upside yeah. if – the workload shifts, or you know, Frank or suffers some sort of injury. He's 34. I don't. You don't really want to wish that on a guy, but right. again, he's 34 with like 50 billion carries to his career. Mac was on the field for 23 percent of the plays, 51 percent for Frank Gore, 27 percent for Robert Turbin. Interesting. I, it's just it's hard, right, to 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 roll Marlon Mack out there. Yeah, well, it's, it's a tough it's a tough time of year to do it too with bye weeks coming up, where like you need players on your bench that you feel relatively confident about rolling in there. Yeah. Uh, but but I agree that he's absolutely somebody you should probably think about. Yeah, you adding. might hesitate to start him right away next week, but if he does see that like ten to twelve touch range again, he's kind of like a Terry Cohen, where you like if he's mm-hmm. getting sure. that 
decent workload, you know the huge play is in his range of outcomes, so you can start him as an upside flex. All right, there you go. I like it. We covered the tight end position. Let's talk about your biggest disappointments here. Russell Wilson at the quarterback position, just 198 passing yards, a touchdown and an interception. Big Ben, 312 passing yards, zero touchdowns, five interceptions. Let's talk about Big Ben. Is he done? I blacked out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. Look, and the bottom line is, look, I, I, through five weeks now, he's not playing well. No. Um, and that's the bottom line. And, and, you know, maybe on the road you say, oh, well, he's always not historically not done well on the road. Um, a lot of folks were or some folks were expecting a, a little bit of a bounce back game here at home, even despite the fact that he's taken on a, a just a shutdown defense in, in the Jacksonville Jaguars. But made no that made no sense. I, I yeah, agree. I was, I was, I, I was, not. I was on the sit Ben train this because past week. it was. I don't know. You're playing the trends versus playing real football. So Ex- exactly, <laughs> that's that's the thing. Like you, you, that spot didn't make any sense for Ben, and it, it doesn't matter where a player is playing when they're not the same player that they've been in the past few years. And anybody watching, but trends, these, bro. But anybody watching these games can tell you that Ben is he's not playing bad. the same player. I mean, he said it as much after the locker room in a very typical Ben dramatic fashion, you know. First of all, what? Okay, like let's just get into his quotes real quick. They asked him, hey, does doubt creep into your mind? <clears throat> and he said, nope, nope. And then literally 10 seconds later, he says, well, maybe I don't have it anymore. Bro, that is the exact opposite of your answer that you just gave 10 seconds ago. Yeah. That is doubt creeping also, into your mind. I am concerned. I went on a mini Twitter rant about this because Ben like threw Bre- AB under the bus two weeks ago or yeah, whatever. So Earlier in the week, he did. was like, "Yeah, Early you know, I didn't make." Yeah. Ben legitimately said, "I didn't make any mistakes." But I don't know why he's right, doing that. Being right. a distraction. Yeah. I was like, I was like, please, Ben. What are you? What are you doing? And now this. I don't know. I, it's it's bad news though. Here's the thing for fantasy. If Ben, uh, and again, there's no real reason to think that. Anything changes with Ben Roethlisberger from a production standpoint. Other than he has a pedigree and resume and who knows. I mean, there's no real reason, but but that's a, a reason to potentially offer it. I, I guess. I mean, just through five games, though, there's been there's been not much evidence that uh, Big Ben is going to return to those heights. I agree. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Okay. So, uh, knowing what we know right now. Um, how much does it hurt the stock of the other, you know, skill players? I, I think it really has a real impact on Lev Bell, for example. I mean, I mean, we saw 19 targets to Antonio Brown, still didn't get into the end zone. I, for me, Martavis Bryant is not a playable asset. Lev Bell's touchdown totals come way, way down. It's just, I, I guess, I'd love to hear what you guys think about what the how Big Ben's play will impact the other skill position players. I think Bell and Brown are going to be fine. I'm concerned about Same. Bryant because we, him and Ben haven't been able to connect at all this 0%. year. He's getting, he's targeting him short yardage. He's targeting him deep. They can't connect on the deep balls, and he, you know, he he just missed that one against the Bears, and then he just missed one against the Ravens, and it's just I'm concerned about Martavis Bryant for sure. But but here's I, the, but, but I think Brown and Bell kind of transcend that with their talent. They'll have the volume. It's, like, but that's the thing; it's not the talent franchise. It's, yeah. it, they're literally Scoring only putting they're only putting up big numbers because of volume. What happens right. if that volume comes down a little bit? Nineteen targets is absurd. We saw with Lev Bell last week; he put up a big total, but my God, he had to get a lot of work to get there. If that doesn't happen in the future. We're talking about really bad weeks, so I, I guess I, was, I've got some real concerns. That was their formula late last year, though, is they saddled Bell with 30-plus touches a game and you know would still hit Brown with double-digit targets. Like These guys, their their volume might come down a little bit, but like 
this offense, I mean, Bell still had 24 touches last this past week in an awful spot where they bent through two pick sixes. Like ten, that, were, that, ten were receptions. Right, ten were yeah. receptions. But that takes your running back out of the game if you throw multiple pick sixes. That it's puts true. you in a 14-point hole right, right. there. So in games that they're going to ke- at least keep more competitive, they'll probably just lean on Bell as the workhorse. Like, it's the, it's their best recipe. So, okay. he, he, sure, touchdown totals are coming down, but if both of these guys are going to push for 100-plus yards every week, I mean, you're not you're not sitting them. Yeah, I mean, they're – Oh, it's, not, si- it's yeah. not the question of sitting them. It's just a question I, of should we lower our expectations. And which I completely agree with you that, yes, we should. I mean, Pittsburgh is 19th right now in points per game, 19.8 on average. That is not the offense that we were expecting to see where you're no. taking where you're taking Bell, where you took him, where you took Brown, where you're taking him. Yeah, it's just the, the scoring opportunities are going to be lower if they're going to get – below average or even average quarterback play out of Ben Roethlisberger. At the running back position, Todd Gurley came back to earth. He had 43 yards on the ground. He had 50 total, but he had a fumble lost as well. So just three points in standard scoring leagues for Todd Gurley. Carlos Hyde, this is an interesting one, man. Eight carries, 18 yards total, uh, but he was out-snapped by Matt Breida. A lot of folks maybe kind of, you know, building in the fact that Hyde had his hip injury, but... Kyle Shanahan said post game that had nothing to do with the injury, and he just liked the way that Breed is looking. So it's something to keep on the radar. There's no doubt about it. Bilal very, Powell, very scary. Uh, yes, it. If you have Carlos Hyde, please go get Matt Breida. And if Matt Breida is taken, I, I mean, what? I, good on you. We, we've been talking about <laughs> Matt Breida for a while. <laughs> we have been talking about Matt Breida for a while. So good on you. Um, Bilal Powell, two carries, five yards, left the game with an injury. Four receptions, twenty-eight yards. Calf injury, I believe. Right? Oh, yes, it was yeah. calf. Elijah McGuire time. Elijah McGuire. Had the like raging 20 Cajun. yards or something. Uh, that Jets offense. Hey, they won the game, okay? <laughs> okay, very good. Uh, let's talk about wide receiver disappointments. Mike Evans, eight targets, five receptions, 49 yards versus a bad New England secondary. That was a disappointment on Thursday. Alshon Jeffrey, kind of saw this one coming against Pat Pete. Uh, four targets, three receptions, 31 yards. Uh, Doug Baldwin, though, again, Russell Wilson, uh, not a great game. Doug Baldwin, eight targets, four receptions, 37 yards. Let's talk about Amari Cooper, man. Two targets, one reception, eight yards. Can we pull up Amari Cooper's game log? I can tell you off the top of my head, 60-something yards, 33 yards, then three straight games in single digits. Three Straight, straight games, yeah. games, not in single-digit score. Well, single-digit Sing- scoring too, but single-digit yardage. Yardage. Only one of them he had two catches in. That is bonkers. Oh my goodness! What do you do with Amari Cooper? I mean, you can't play him right now. He's unplayable, which is crazy. We're talking about a third-round pick that you cannot Second play. Second-round pick in most in most spots. I Unbelievable. Mean, un- yeah, it's it sucks and. Don't really have a good explanation for it. It's I mean, mental. It, I think I think that's part of it. Obviously, he's playing with a backup quarterback, but EJ Manuel, like he wasn't an offense killer when he no. was back there. You know, no. he got the ball to Michael Crabtree. Cooper has been a volatile player throughout his career. I think that's what a lot of people really kind of overlooked with him coming into this year. But that that he's a spike weak guy who's prone to slow stretches. But this is the slowest of the slow. And I mean, if it's me, I am. Never going to be able to drop a player like Amari Cooper. Can't I, think, drop I think that would be a mistake. Oh, that's a huge mistake. Uh, but you can't. You can't play him right now. I mean, and and you're just basically going to have to wait till he blows up on your bench once or maybe <laughs> even twice. Oh man! And just deal with that, and then either try to then you need to decide whether you want to get out again or whether he's back. So I don't know. What What do you guys say? Sell high. Yeah, you can't play. Harmon's right. 
sell, sell can't, cannot can. sell him or cannot play him. I mean, sorry. Well, what are, what are you selling him for right now? Who the hell is I just meant like if, if he blows up, if on he your blows bench, up, then you sell him. Eventually, eventually. Yeah. So they got the Chargers coming up. Uh, they've got the Chiefs coming up. They've got the Bills coming up. Those are not not great, great matchups. Great, not great matchups, man. That's oh man, that's rough. Uh, let's talk about Evan Engram very quick. Um, again, all those wide receivers went down, but still. Ingram, who had been seeing a lot of usage, this one kind of came out of nowhere, he man. Was, Four was, targets, zero receptions. He was one of the safest like PPR tight ends you know what out I mean? there. Yeah. Like Four-plus catches and 40-plus yards in and every all game. all the receivers go down. You're I thinking, oh, okay, nothing. well, here we go. Do not understand it's, what Eli Manning is doing. I would imagine he bounces back, though. I yes. think so. He's got to. I mean, there's, there's no I other feel way. like they kind of game plan. He's their most healthy, best pass catcher Franchise, now. what do you say, man? Trade, uh, uh, buy low, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I know the he offense was, is going to be – you know, not good. Coming but into this game, I think, I think he was. See volume. I think he was tied for with Rob Gronkowski for second most uh, targets among tight ends coming into this game. Okay. Uh, I, think I mean, Gronk had missed a game, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the usage is there. Yeah. This was just an outlier, weird game where they. Di- I mean, four targets, zero receptions. Yeah. I don't know if any of those were drops or it's, not. It's but not like def- Hunter Henry zero target. You know, right? <laughs> disappearing. Act. He was yeah. on the field. Right. Definitely buy low. Pretty weird. All right, uh, let's talk about the waiver wire very quickly. You can always find this, NFL.com slash waiver wire. Alex Gelhar does a tremendous job going through all of the numbers and giving you the best waiver wire additions. All right, Alex Gelhar, give me a couple guys that we have not talked about already to add on the waiver wire. Uh, well, we've hit a lot of the main guys, Aaron Jones, Marlon Mack, Elijah McGuire, all that stuff. I yep. think Deion Lewis is an interesting name to I pick agree. up as like a speculative ad this week. He okay. looked great he looked on good. Thursday night, kind of like 2015 Deion Lewis when he was like I don't even disagree. a every week standard league RB2. Yep. Uh, so I certainly think he's somebody to pick up. Uh, we'll do uh, Andre Ellington as well, who okay. has like the Cardinals cannot run the ball. No. But Andre Ellington has 32 targets the last three weeks, which was more than any running back had in the entire <laughs> league coming into week five. That's okay. And Andre Ellington was leading the, lead, the running backs <laughs> and targets up to that point, too. Uh, but especially in PPR games, he's had five catches, nine catches, and nine catches he'll the last all three day. weeks. Like that's, take it all day long. that's an awesome floor, yeah. and he's getting targeted around the red zone as well. So He'll find the end zone at some point. He's a great PPR guy to get. And then there's the last one real quick. Alex Collins, uh, still way out-snapped and out-touched by Buck Allen, but – he is making a case for more touches as long as he holds on to the football. So. How is it possible that both of those guys put up usable games? I, Buck Allen and Alex Collins put up usable games in PPR. How is that possible? Ravens can't really do much in the pass game. It's craziness. I don't know. You look at that offense, you're thinking, oh, man, this is going to be an absolute train wreck. But, okay, you got two running backs getting into double digits in PPR. There you go. Uh, let's go EDG takeaways every damn game. And takeaways we got there. Niners taking on the Colts. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Didn't quite get the beautifully bad shootout that we had hoped for That's in right. the previous podcast. It wasn't that we too recorded, bad, but it was. But but some of the guys that you were hoping for came through. I yeah, mean, Garcon, Garcon had good, yeah. 11 targets. Most of it came in the first half, uh, honestly. But he looked good. They they obviously game planned around him. Right. Uh, then you've got on the four, uh, and then on the Colts side. I mean, Jacoby Brissett. He's he's making the offense viable. You know, 100%. he put up a pretty good streaming day yep. uh, going into overtime. Obviously, through the interception that that lost them, or that or that almost lost them the game, but the 49ers could not uh, stream, come back. Stream for set next week. He was on the waiver wire too. Gets the Titans defense that is just oh, give me that all day long. They've I think they I wrote this on waiver wire too. They've given up a top ten performance to every non Blake Bortles slash Jay Cutler quarterback they've faced this year. And, and in two of the last three games, uh, T Y Hilton has seven catches and well over a hundred. 
yards, which just goes to show you that against soft secondaries, Brissett is good enough to get him the ball. And yep. like you said, they get a soft Which is actually here. exactly what he's going to get. I think he's yeah. like darn near a QB1 because there's four big quarterbacks on buys next week too. It's uh, Dalton, Dak, um, I, hold on, I'm looking I think at Russ right here. Wilson. Wilson and uh, you know Tyrod. So that's, that's four like, starting caliber Usable. fantasy quarterbacks. Yeah. If, if you need them, go grab Brissett. The thing I always found interesting about Brissett, too, is I know the narrative right now is that he kind of sort of came out of nowhere. But, I mean, keep in mind, he was a third-round draft pick, too. You know what I mean? So yeah, he was held in high esteem by the New England Patriots, no doubt about it. All right, Jets taking on Cleveland. They were in Cleveland. Alex Gelhar, what do you got? Uh, Duke Johnson still produced on minimal touches. <laughs> Dude needs the ball more. Woke, yes, please. Woke, woke, woke Johnson. Johnson. <laughs> woke Johnson. Let's go. And thank goodness, James, your your curse of co-nose did not continue with Duke oh Johnson. I was noticing a trend. I was talking to him about yeah. where a couple guys you Kenny hyped Galladay. up. Rip. <laughs> Chris Carson. Done. Uh, Zeke Elliott was has been fine, but okay. that was you were you know yeah. you were safe picking yeah. Yeah. Zeke. an elite running back. Yes. You're good. That's Although true. his That's true. his legal troubles could rear their ugly head, so cursed, which definitely is all your fault. So yes. don't don't you dare write up Aaron Jones this week, James. <laughs> I'm not going to. Good. <clears throat> I'm writing up Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yes. oh no! no. <laughs> Great. Uh, we have the Jaguars taking on Pittsburgh. We've kind of broken down this game quite a bit, but French, yeah. what do you got? I don't know. Didn't watch it. <laughs> No, I think the big takeaway here, I mean, Jags D, stardom, I think they've had one week where they had negative one. That bubble's going to pop, right? I mean, come no, on. No, no, no. I mean, they, Jesus Christ. I mean, it's, it's craziness. Not, it's, they have. These cornerbacks. This is are unbelievable un, what they're doing. Man. Yeah, they have two outrageous cornerbacks, especially yeah. Jalen Ramsey. Holy hell, yeah, that guy is yeah. a AJ Boye superstar. Is, is a legit cornerback one. That can now be a cornerback too. It's because Jalen Ramsey's so good. It's and stupid. They, got, they, they have, got a good pass rush. Oh, and their pass rush. I mean, Clayus Campbell, one of the best free agent additions. Both he he was yeah. on my NGS All Pro team as long along with Jalen Ramsey, and he's making all these other guys better around him, like sure. Yannick Ngakwe as a pass rusher. Yeah. Dante Fowler looked like a complete bust last year as like yeah. a top five pick, but now he's he's putting a lot of speed, pressure on speed, quarterbacks. Speed, yeah, I mean, just speed everywhere. And they they're going to give up rushing yards. I mean, I know that that was like a lot of yeah. talk coming into this yeah, game they that, they're, that they're one of those funnel defenses where you just run against them because you can't throw or you know vice versa well the Steelers didn't manage to do that with one of the but best running backs in the league that's so. what you're and, but for a fantasy defense I mean that's great because yeah. it's all about sacks and turnovers and they're going to get those in troves um, and I think as long as the Jags defense keeps playing like this Blake Bortles only attempting 14 passes a game is going to work out yeah for sure like he, did, it, did, did Marquise Lee lead this game in targets with four, four. for yeah. the Jags you can't like you can't start any of those guys yeah uh, Leonard Fournette and yeah, Jags D. Well, I'm saying it works hand-in-hand hand with Leonard Fournette. Right. No doubt about it. Right. All right, LCH, we're talking about the L.A. Chargers. <laughs> nice. That's the New York football Giants. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Well, I mean, the Giants are in trouble, obviously. Mm, breaking. Yeah, breaking news. Giants are in trouble. Uh, Wayne Gallman was involved in this game, both in the uh, rushing and receiving game. Yeah, he looked like a viable uh, you know, NFL player. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, which was a difference of what they were getting back there. Oh, before. Or, Orleans yeah. Darko got the touchdown. I mean, I think and the start. Though. Orleans yeah, and the start. Darkwa. Yeah, so I mean, but the 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 problem is now like, I feel like it, coming out of this game, you should feel pretty good about what you got in Gallman or 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 Darkwa on the waiver wire. But now this offense is going to revert back to just the hellacious unit that we saw in the first couple of games without Beckham and. Uh, 
now I don't know what you have on your hands. Right. Uh, but keep these guys around, of course, to just see what happens. Uh, going into Denver next week, not a great spot there. Uh, on the Chargers' side, kind of business as usual. I think they were really – they were great about not attacking the Giants where they were their strongest at, at defense, which is at perimeter corner with Janoris Jenkins. Uh, Tyrell Williams, Travis Benjamin were guys that had less than six targets combined – or less than seven targets combined between the two of them. Uh, and Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, and Melvin Gordon got all the work kind of yeah. in the middle of the field. The Giants have continued to struggle against tight end production – uh, of that we know. Bills taking on Cincinnati in the Queen City. Uh, Charles Clay had a knee injury uh, in this ball game. Rough. Uh, I don't know the severity of that one yet, but uh, Alex Gellhart. It did not got, look good. He, did not he sound got, good, he got yeah. the cart coming out, yeah. uh, which was which was not good. And that sucks because he was like he and Sean McCoy were the only target getters for yeah. uh, this team. Crazy volume. Um, so the Bills are heading into their bye. Um, Jordan Matthews got that thumb injury. Zay Jones is still struggling. Hopefully they figure something out in the passing game. But uh, it might just become a LaShawn McCoy starting offense from that for a fantasy perspective. Yikes. Uh, Bengals-wise, Joe Mixon is the lead back. Like, that that was pretty much clear. I know he had a disappointing week last week. But the yeah. last three weeks under Bill Lazor, he has been the primary guy True. in snaps and touches. He got in got the end zone this zone. week. Yep. So, hopefully you you held on to him through the slow start to the season. But he's, he's the man in that backfield now. Panthers. Can, can I just say, yes. I think the Bengals are for real this year. All Steelers bias aside. Their offense is trending up. Uh, their defense, one of their beat reporters tweeted, they've allowed 1,314 yards this year. Few, okay. It's a fuse through first five games of a season since 1976. For the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, the, their defense is for real, too. I yeah, think. Oh, they, have a, they well, have a ferocious defense. They have the, a very the, talented the, roster in general. Yeah, it's kind of a surprise yeah, they went And the offensive coordinator change, I think, is just that they're – they might be the best team in this division now with the I mean, Steelers struggling. I think the offensive line is still a very big question mark. Andy Dalton still seems to struggle in primetime games. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to be a good team. I, I don't know if they're the, – and you're right, in, in this I mean, division. Co- compared might, to how win. they started, which was yeah. awful. That's true. Right. They're, very good point. Let's take those two games with a grain of salt. Like okay. The Bengals are trending up. Carolina – they were in the Motor City. They're taking on the Detroit Lions. Matt Harmon, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, we talked about Cam Newton, obviously, pretty much flawless performance here from him. Uh, Benjamin and Funches are both in, I mean, in great positions. Uh, Benjamin saw six targets, was more of the vertical threat, obviously caught that 31-yard touchdown, which was awesome. Uh, Funches, seven catches, 53 yards on a team-high eight targets. I mean, he's he's having a breakout season this yeah, year, for, for sure. For sure. Uh, the running game still is an issue in Carolina without their Pro Bowl center, Ryan Khalil, who's still out with a neck injury. I mean, Jonathan Stewart, 18 carries, 1.2-yard per carry average. Christian McCaffrey, just three carries for seven yards. So I think when, when uh, they had a long run of nine, freaking yards from Jonathan Stewart. <laughs> yeah. So both those guys were involved in the pass game, though. Okay. Uh, McCaffrey, obviously, five catches, 31 yards, a touch, and Stewart, three for 23. I love that you say obviously because it's like four or five catches for Christian McCaffrey. Just lock it up. Every yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Which is, he's, he's, he's like Reggie Bush in his rookie year. I know. Yeah. I think Chris Wilson said that on the ATN podcast, too. But like that's And that's kind of what we were seeing with him. He's sure. going to get a ton of volume in the passing game. I, I mean, it's just so funny, like, you know, this was he hasn't had a great year as a running back for sure. I think, and I, like I said, I think Khalil not being there is uh, is a big reason why. But yeah, you're right. He has five, four, nine, four, five catches so Amazing. far, which is just crazy. That, you know, people were worried about like, can the Panthers get him involved as a receiver? Like, well, no kidding. They've never had a player like this before. But and then on the Lions side, I mean, they're playing like this 
terrible dink and dunk style of offense, but they don't really have a, a choice because they don't – I mean, Kenny Galladay being out, they don't have a vertical weapon. Uh, Matt Stafford averaged just 4.5 yards per completion – air yards per completion yesterday, Gross. the lowest of anybody on Sunday. That's crazy. Uh, and Amir Abdullah was kind of back to what he usually is, which is gets game scripted out, doesn't get any goal line carries, 10 for 31 – 10 carries for 31 yards and lost a goal line rush to Zach Zenner. Oh! Just 6.5 yards per – yeah, which sucked because previously he had actually – they hadn't run the ball very much in the inside the 5 and 10-yard line, but he had been the guy that they – done yeah. it with and, and then, then Zach Zenner comes in vultured uh Titans taking on Miami what do you got <laughs> this was an ugly game let's just uh, we'll start with that Devontae, Devontae Parker, Parker left yeah. with an ankle injury Ian Rappaport tweeted a few minutes ago that it is believed to be an ankle sprain and he's not been ruled out for a week six yet okay that's good so that's positive keep an eye on his sure. status didn't know we were allowed to get positive injury news anymore uh <laughs> I mean it's not a long-term injury that's okay. all that means that's good yeah that's good it's a nice um Jay Cutler needs to – I mean, they got to start Matt Moore. Jay Cutler had like 92 yards passing, I think, the entire game. Uh, the offense can't work with him back there. Jay Ajayi struggled. I mean, the whole Miami offense is just uh, – this was like their last give them one more chance against the yeah. Titans defense, and they did not come through. They did not. So, uh, they did not uh, disgusted with Jay Cutler. On the Titans side, yeah. On the Titans side, uh, DeMarco Murray, I think, is might be a buy low. Hmm. He had 18 touches in this game. Okay. Uh, you know, Matt Castle started at quarterback, so they loaded up Murray. He also lost a fumble. But I think Murray's kind of back healthy after struggling with a hamstring injury early. Uh, you're not starting any pass catchers in that offense with, with Matt Castle back there. There you go. I'm, I'm worried about that offense in general with Matt Castle back there. Yeah. I'd still be they, – they played a the, – the Miami defense is okay, but, like, I don't know. DeMarco Murray's going to worry me. He could get game scripted right out, too, if Matt Castle throws pick sixes. Matt was, Castle has not been good in five years. I'm Matt aware. <laughs> so I'm aware. It's just infuriating they, that the Titans have him as their clear hey, backup quarterback. They have some good – They have Brandon Whedon now, too. They have some oh, yeah. favorable matchups coming up. I think they play the Colts and the Browns at least in the That's next – Three or four games. Sure. So. All right. So what do you tell me? Matt Castle's going to go into the danger zone. No, soon? I'm saying for Demarco what? Murray. <laughs> what does least. it matter with you? <laughs> I don't know. What's in your coffee? Uh, nothing. Arizona. Castle was getting banged up too. Like, he <laughs> yeah, was getting he got hit destroyed. a lot. Oh, for sure. Uh, Cardinals taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. All avian matchup. Alex Gellhar, what do you got? Uh, well, I was going to talk about Andre Elting. We kind of touched on him, but uh, the pass catchers. John Brown came back and like usurped the secondary role from Jerron Brown. Hell which yeah. It's kind of confusing to have those two like that. But Jerron Brown was looking like a nice low-end, you know, wide receiver two flex play every week. Now John Brown came back, yeah. out-snapped him, out-targeted him. Boo. Dang it. I don't know. Like, yeah. it's these guys are – gonna. I want to wait and see uh, see this play out because Ellington and Fitzgerald continue to lead the team in targets, and they at least offer you a safe PPR floor. But this this offense is still kind of worrisome right now with, with Carson Palmer. They, that's all they can do is sling it. Like they, they rushed nine times. Their running backs, I think, rushed a total of 13 times for 17 yards. Not good. Uh, Ravens taking on Oakland. Franch, what do you got? Uh, this is uh, E.J. Manuel. This E.J. Manuel character. He threw a touchdown pass to Michael Crabtree. He did. He was targeting Jared Cook a few times. Sure. I, I like that. Jared Cook also lost a fumble, only had like 25 yards. Don't like that. The fumble uh, was so random. Yeah, it's it stunk. I started Jared Cook yesterday because I hate myself. <laughs> uh, but Marshawn Lynch, I kind of people were on board with Marshawn Lynch this week as a yeah. sleeper because he had been so bad the last two games. He got in the end zone. I think he had 43 rushing yards. At least he got you a touchdown yeah, he, he if you rolled the end him out zone. there. I, uh, I think you know. I'll tell you what we saw in the in the Oakland backfield too was a commitment to actually running the ball. Yes. Um. And and again, this make it, it makes me feel a hell of a lot better by t when I was telling people in the preseason, hey man, it's Jalen Rashard, 
is the yeah. handcuff here to Marshawn Lynch, and we saw that. It was a combination of yeah. Marshawn Lynch and Jalen Richard. Washington was inactive. Was he was he a healthy scratch? No, oh, okay. he was, he was so. injured. He an injury. An injury. Uh, so so, yeah. so Richard had nine carries. He slid in there. Um, but, yeah, that's a good takeaway. And then on the Ravens' side of the ball, we already talked about Amari Cooper. On the Ravens' side of the ball, Javoris Allen, Alex Collins. Allen finally got in the end zone. I feel like it's been like two or three weeks of fantasy people talking Allen up, and he finally like yeah. busted in there on a goal line score, so that was nice. This uh, Just real quick on Allen, this was a case for like the process with Allen had yeah. never been wrong. He was playing the most snaps, seeing more opportunity. Like it's just, It hadn't quite bore out. You know, no, it's all luck, Alex. <laughs> it's all luck. So, once again, he led the backfield in snaps and touches and got into the end zone. Had hit also had four receptions, which is, which is a good sign. Uh, Terrence West, I believe, left the game in the first quarter with an injury, carted off. He had two carries for 17 yards and then was done. And then Mike Wallace had a nice game. He caught two really deep passes, had 133 yards. He put he, in the Mike yeah. Wallace game. Three three catches yeah. on three targets. and this, 33. Yeah, and this is something you probably – should, should don't not chase, chase that. Don't <laughs> chase that. And uh, Jeremy Macklin, don't think he can start him ever. He has, of these last four games, he too. has yet to average over 10 yards a catch. So. That's uh, not good. Seattle, Seahawks, they were in the Coliseum taking on the Rams. It's your Rams, Matt Harmon. What do you got? <laughs> uh, well, let's focus on the other team first, the Seahawks. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, Russ, averaged just, aver Russ also averages 4.7 air yards per completion, so they were unable to get the ball downfield. Uh, they had just one play longer than 15 yards yesterday. The secondary so. play from the Rams all of a sudden was oh, looking great. Right. Also, Aaron Donald was just, just destroying a wrecking, a wrecking that, ball, yeah. that Seattle offensive line. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I, th that was a great sign to see from my Rams defense was that <laughs> they, uh, they really finally got going after it had mostly been an offensive show. And speaking of that, well, also on the on the Seahawks backfield, I mean, I don't think we came out of this game with any more clarity as to no. as to what's what. Full on, full on committee. Yards. Yeah, yeah, it was a full it was a full on committee. I think what they the, to try to get inside Pete Carroll's head, which is a little bit of a scary place to try to get into. I think he's just like hoping that one of these guys like eventually like starts cooking, yeah, and gets a rhythm, mm -hmm. and then that will be the guy. But eight for twenty for Thomas Rawls, nine for nineteen for Eddie Lacy. Uh, just two for zero for J.D. McKissick, C.J. Procise inactive. No guy had a, lo a run longer than seven yards. So Ooh, who's on their practice squad? I need to go pick that guy up. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's that the running backs are bad. I think it's their offensive. Their line. offensive line is the worst in the NFL. Nobody can do anything back there. Yeah. Nobody could do anything back there last year either. Yep. That's exactly yeah, I mean, right. it just it's like I said, no clarity. No, and then there was one person who could do something. See Mike for a few weeks, and it was Chris Carson. Come on, and then go. oh well, this this year Chris yeah, Carson, yeah. All right, Packers taking on Dallas. Well, I was, do you want oh, me to sorry. talk about the Rams offense? Oh, I'm no. sorry. My Pass. bad. My Rams, bro. Okay. Pass no, on my your bad. Rams. Todd Gurley, uh, like you said, a bit of a bust game. Yeah, let uh, us down. But but he did like he was this close to scoring a touchdown, yeah. fumbled it outside the end zone. That whole that whole overturn, I think, changed the entire game. Oh, for sure. Yeah. It by was, the way, what a hell of a play by uh, Earl by Earl Earl Thomas, Thomas yes. on that. By the way, NFL players, please, for the love of God, when you're by the goal line and Earl Thomas is back there, do not stretch the ball out yeah. ever. That guy is so good. I mean, he's looking to, to knock the ball out of your hands. Stop doing that, NFL players. If it's Earl Thomas, don't do that. And he's going to get the ball. I don't want to say, like, this is, uh, you know, Todd Gurley's going to struggle going forward, but a few weeks ago we were looking at the Rams' upcoming schedule, and he has some tough matchups he coming does. up the next, like, six weeks in a row. That's a good point. So he was a sell high, like, two or three weeks ago. He kept producing, and this game kind of all. Still had si was, 16 touches. Was, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. bad luck, though, and he's going to get it the was bad luck. Yeah. It was bad really luck. Want. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to say I mean, he's going to struggle, but – 
There's uh, some tough matchups. Unless Tavon Austin's taking over the feature back role. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, you you, you know called for you called for one 2013 bust to uh, uh, yeah. have a when breakout I, When game. I said Cordero Patterson was going to have a Cordero game, Patterson. I actually meant Tavon Austin. Oh, that's what you meant. Right, so right. he rushed for a touchdown. So I was actually right. You're, you're right. Oh, okay. Sammy <laughs> Watkins yeah, just perfect. one catch in his last two games. Wow. Four, oh. Zero catches on four targets after that big blow-up game on yeah. Thursday night against Dang, the 49ers. Yeah. There was a quote that came out this week on an ESPN article that Watkins was essentially like, "Yeah, I'm fine with like not getting the ball after as long, you know, us spreading it around." Uh, but we'll see how long that lasts because you know, it, Tyler Higby, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup all had eight targets for to lead the team today. Yeah, I mean, and again, it's he he's done it before too, where he's like, "I just need to get the ball." Right. So, so they just got. I mean, just hopefully they keep winning. Hopefully my Rams keep on winning, and uh, <laughs> we'll keep on rolling here. I like it. Backers at Dallas. We broke this game down quite a bit, but Alex Gellhart, what else you got? Uh, just Aaron Jones is the truth in this backfield. <laughs> That's really. All. I mean, and it's a case where go. we'll have to watch the Jordy injury, but uh, it was a bit disappointing game from Cobb. But you're still starting your Packers yeah. wide receivers every game because you just one game it's going to be Adams, one game it's going to be Cobb, one will like be Jordy. You just got to start them. Sunday night football, Casey at Houston franchise. What do you got? Covered this game a lot in the yeah, open, but Kareem. Hunt, another 100-yard game, still the highest-scoring running back in all fantasy. I love that they just continue to stick with him, too. And he's such a beast, and he struggled early on. Oh, for and three he quarters. Got, he got it going late. Yeah, exactly. And he's just grinding it out. 29 carries. It's just it, – it's a testament to – look, I mean, we talk about running back by committee. He is example A, B, and C of why if you had a feature back, this good things happen. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, totally. Yep. So, and uh, and he doesn't have a touchdown in the last two games, but he's been vultured by Sharkandrick West, who has three touchdowns now in West, the last two just, games. What? Come on. Which is just silly. It's that, just so silly. That game was awesome, and I feel like I'm <laughs> <It> appropriately <was. laughs> wearing my, like, nobody cares about your fantasy team shirt today. Yeah. Uh, but it was, like, for fantasy, that had to be the most obnoxious uh, game. Uh, like, two touchdowns from Chark, Chark West. Yeah, on one three from, touches. One, three touches. One for DeAnthony Thomas. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. Also, though, to, to Cream Hunt's credit, he's still got enough yardage. He's the RB11 right now, despite having two touchdowns, three touchdowns, Vulture. basically. Vulture, he's, right? he's, he's like almost what David Johnson was last year. But the, the Chiefs' offense real banged up coming out of this game, though, too. Travis Kelsey couldn't finish the game. Yeah, Concussion protocol. Chris Conley. Chris Conley. Achilles. Achilles, yeah, gone. Uh, yeah, so and brutal. then for the Texans, Lamar Miller, 15 carries, 74 yards. He's still the lead back there. Dante Foreman lost a fumble. That was sad. And then DeAndre Hopkins, 12 targets. Four receptions, three touchdowns. <laughs> so, <laughs> and he had, he he had literally nothing going on for three and a half quarters. Yeah, three. He and had then literally no catches in the first half. Yeah, he was, was shut down, and then Watson just started slinging it. So, uh, and then Will Fuller, two touchdowns. Ryan Griffin might be an interesting streamer at tight end next week because the Texans play the Browns. Oh, hmm. the Browns give okay. up a lot of points to tight ends. Okay. He's going into the danger zone. Let's go. Danger zone. All right, let's close out with a round of daily daps. Daps, 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 daps. 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 We have such good drops. You guys, you guys are losers. Uh, All right. Uh, uh, Alex Gelhar, give me some daps. Uh, so first dab, obviously, to Blade Runner 2049. You saw, saw it over the weekend. Okay. Loved Tremendous. It. It's okay, great. amazing. Everybody should go I see it. I can't wait to watch it. Absolutely go see it. It's a boss. Uh, and then secondly <laughs> – Un- undaps to myself. So okay. Saturday night we went out for our friend's uh, birthday extravaganza yes. and right. uh, oh, ca- came back. Probably had a, f- had a few too many drinks, whatever. Yes, yes, um, yes. Wake up in the morning, not me. cannot find my keys. Uh-oh. They're not in like any of my normal spots. Uh oh. So I have to do quick and actives from home, and I'm like, I need to get to work. I can't find my keys. I'm just gonna call Lyft quick and go. Yeah. But uh, Harmon had already left for the day too, so I didn't have any I'm way. A professional. I didn't have any way to. I didn't have any way to lock the door behind me. So instead. 
I climbed over our balcony and like lowered myself down and jumped what? up. So I could leave the door locked from the inside Holy and jumped cow, out. dude. So I jumped out there and then uh undapped myself as <laughs> what? well. I had a good I had a good I what would have been a good tweet yesterday. Uh there was somebody I forget what game it what was. What did from, you tell where you eventually had the keys? I'll, I'll get to that point because I'm, oh, okay. I'm finishing up oh, my right. my day my undapping day I had. Just yes. feel full on struggle. So then I had a good yeah. like Star Wars quote joke image from the silent there was a guy that yeah. looked just like Darth Sidious sure. like, this will be great I just copied the quote from uh-huh. the interwebs pasted on there the person that Boom. had written the quote used the wrong your no! I only realized that after I tweeted it I was like so sad no franchise <laughs> don't he's trying to take a selfie right now in here nope oh <laughs> man <laughs> I tried to and get him while he's distracted with the dance <laughs> put the computer on and uh, to end it all move by him, so man. I get I get back good. home yeah. I had called the, the Lyft driver he's like I don't have your keys in my car I'm like damn where are they? I yes. looked. They were right behind my dresser. I had probably oh. just, which is one of the places I normally put them, but I must have just been, I must have just yeah, tossed exactly. them, and they went so, right so behind you, the wall. You went through this whole struggle, and they were just in your bedroom. Yeah, I was I taking, I, one of my friends, uh, my good <laughs> friend it. Dane is moving back to Seattle with his uh, wife now, and uh, I went to see them after work, so I had to take a lift to their place and then lift back home <laughs> as well. Wow. That's great. So that's why I said undaps to myself. I love it. I absolutely love it. I will daily dap uh, a little bit of underground hip-hop song. Uh, just came out. It's Keith Ape. If you're into the Korean rap scene, it's so random, I know. But <laughs> okay. uh, this is literally the most hipster thing I've ever said. Uh, Keith Ape <laughs> featuring Ski Mask, the slump god. It's called no, Achu. The what? Ski <laughs> The what? Ski Mask, the slump god. All right. This is not going to be for Matt Harmon. Let no. me just let me just put it to you that way. But uh, it's uh, it's it's it, if you are into hip hop. It's worth a listen. Um, I mean, I can get down with hip hop, but I don't know about this. This is I, chew business. <laughs> Why is it called a chew? It's because their money is sick. You see what I'm saying? Oh boy. Oh yeah. Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right. I just got some long faces in here. Interesting. Uh, Matt Franchise, give me a daily dap. I'm gonna go full top forty chais on you guys. Okay. Oh, Hit boy. me. Uh, Sam Smith's new song is really good. He's good. It's called Pray. And it's really good. He's back with a new album, I think, either later this month or next month. And I know there's some Sam Smith haters in the room. No, I'm not going to name uh, names. I had, I had to bust you on Twitter not a little bit gonna over it. Not going to name names. It was an easy joke. The new song is joke. really good. He it performed good. on SNL this past weekend, uh, and he crushed. And I don't think there's another singer that can do what he does with his voice. He's he's insane, dude. His hmm. range and his delivery. Okay. He's a, he's a unique talent. So I will say, franchise, I'm on board with despite, Sam Smith. Despite that joke, I did listen to the song and think it is. It's a very good it's song. Very good. I he's, believe it was produced by Timbaland. He's got a good uh, he's got a good story, too, right? Because like he, uh, he came out and was gangbusters, but then he got super sick and then had to leave his tour. Yes. And then now this is his his comeback i mean this it's his second album. it's a second album but it's it's almost like a comeback he for won him like four or five grammys like two years ago yeah and then you know he's been away for a while he lost a bunch of weight right too. and i think but again i think a lot of that had to was i think he got i think he got super super sick if i'm not mistaken anyways it doesn't matter anyways uh great daily dap i like sam smith too uh matt Harmon, what do you got i don't know if this is a positive or negative dap but i'm gonna circle back to that saturday night as well and talk <laughs> about the place where we had dinner okay it was the most like disgustingly LA place I've ever been to. It was the it was Doheny Room in West Hollywood. Okay, uh, the most LA oh. LA menu ever. So I open up, I pull you up. You guys the menu. were in West Hollywood and didn't text me. Wow, shocking! Aren't you in like East Hollywood? Rude. East. I'm in Hollywood. He's, he's okay. like uh, right on the border. <laughs> I don't know. So we were real busy. Anyway. <laughs> I don't think East Hollywood is a thing. It was our friend's okay, go birthday. Ahead. We were in we were in Ho- West Hollywood two nights in a row this weekend. Oh. <laughs> 
Sorry, okay. I feel I feel attacked. We don't. Right. We didn't mean to box you out. Yeah, you did. You uh, no, actually, I think you're lost. Let's get back lost. to this Anyways, menu, though. So, <laughs> so the first thing I noticed, obviously, is is Brussels sprouts, which is at the, at top, the top. So notice that. But then, my um, eyes are immediately drawn to there are three types of toast: avocado toast, of obviously, course. shrimp obviously. toast, okay, okay. mushroom shrimp toast. toast. So mushroom just toast. all these types of toast, very LA. And then the kicker to me. Obviously, there's other like weirdo items on here too. But then the kicker to me is like, they bring out, in addition to silverware, yeah. like chopsticks. I'm like, what the hell are we doing with chopsticks? Well, we used them to eat our ceviche, which was we good, did, which was fine. But could have easily happened with uh, could have easily happened without the chopsticks. Right. No, you don't but eat ceviche with chopsticks. What? No. Well, it was a different presentation of it. It wasn't yeah. like typical ceviche. Oh, it, it was. It, it was I like see. I said, very strange. But, but the 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 most obnoxious thing to me. Uh, is I was at one point walking to the bathroom and notice at a different table someone is eating French fries with the chopsticks oh, and I'm Jesus. like get me out of this place oh, immediately. Oh I will say this this brings me to another rant I was telling you. Wow. Tapas restaurants are a scam. They, oh, they're, oh, they're totally. totally designed just to make you spend a ton more money oh my on God, tiny portions. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like over tapas restaurants. It's so over them. It oh, is, that is big time in LA too. I That's think it's all fun. of them. I think so it's fun bad. if you go on like a date, like which I mean I never do, but like hypothetically, <laughs> if you go on a date, like and it's just two people, like you, you know you're you can do the whole share thing, and it's actually kind of that's it's fine. It's not too like disgustingly expensive then. But when you're in a big group like that, yeah, oh, you just it's you're, awful. It's, and you're starving. Yeah, and it's you're like, just. Oh, Oh, great. You're tanking. Th- thanks for three meatballs here. This is really exciting. Yeah, we'll so split awful. them five ways. <laughs> ah, piece of toast. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah. Producer Chris, what do you got? You know, I laid low this weekend, but when I was at home, it was cool to see all these Tom Petty tributes, like in and yeah, out of breaks of the football games. 100%. And, I, you know, I didn't realize that Petty was a, a Gainesville native. But did you guys see the Florida game? Like no, everybody pretty, in unison, cool. yeah. like saying, won't back Twitter. down. Yeah. And, that's amazing. Yeah, oh, that's it, was, cool. it was pretty awesome. And Jason Aldean on SNL. Give a nice tribute to Petty too. Nice. So it was cool to see that. Low right. low key shade. Jason LD did he did won't back down, right? Yeah, he did. That's the song that Tom Petty won a lawsuit against Sam Smith on for Stay With Me, and Sam Smith was the musical performer on that? that episode. Whoa. I don't I mean it was a tribute to, to Tom Petty, but it was and very won't back down is like his most very, famous song. Very but. ironic. Yeah. I wonder if they talked about that after the show. I Ooh, mean yeah, it spicy. had to have been discussed by the producers. I like you know. it. All right, so that's your show for the franchise. Matt Franciscovich for West Virginia's finest Matt Harmon. For the Whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Gelhar and producer Chris Side and James Coe. We'll see you later. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.